1: southern miss to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour happy friday everybody welcome to the friday edition of the eagle hour our favorite day of the work week glad you're with us wherever you're at uh, across the state on super talk mississippi radio stations or online we're glad you're with us opening segment of the show sponsored today as it is every day by dickie's barbecue pit we thank those guys for their continuing support of our program and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. It's a great weekend to enjoy some Dickie's Barbecue. They'll be open Saturday and Sunday for your convenience. So if you have a hankering for some barbecue, be sure that you choose Dickie's Barbecue. We're broadcasting the show live this afternoon from Ramey Motors down in Purvis. We'll have some of the guys on from Ramey's a little later in the show. When, of course, we always look forward to that. Want to open the show today with an old friend of ours, though, and that is uh, Steve Knight, William Carey basketball coach and former two-sports star at Southern Miss, basketball and baseball star in his uh, years at the uh, campus on the in the Hattiesburg campus. going to talk to him today about the success of his basketball program. Uh, Statistics came out here just this week, an article that uh, pointed out the winningest basketball programs in the past 10 years in Mississippi and over the past five. And in both cases, Coach Knight and his William Carey Crusaders are at the top of the list. They've won 69% of their basketball games uh, in the last 10 years, which is quite a feat. Uh, Coach, first of all, congratulations to you about that.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. Watching little masters here on my computer, and we're going to talk a little basketball.
1: Coach, what has been what has been the secret sauce? Uh, you are two hundred and twelve and ninety seven in the past ten years. Final four appearance uh, just a couple of years ago in the NAIA National Championship Tournament. A perennial uh, competitor in the national tournament. Uh, what has been the key, Coach Knight?
2: Well, I tell you, it, it takes good players. There's no doubt. Uh, We've been able to get a lot of good players. We really focused uh, um, several years ago and and really throughout my career on on, uh, Juco guys, guys that come in with a a little bit of experience. And unfortunately, when you do that, it it turns your recruiting classes into a a two-year turnover instead of four. Um, But in our case, it's real difficult for us to get – you know the top-notch high school kids. Uh, they're they're looking at going, JUCO and then D one or straight D one. And we end up getting them kind of on the backside, and uh, it's just been successful and has worked out for us. And I've had uh, I've had recruiters as assistant coaches who who go out and really talk up the program, and and we've got it going. And um, I hope we don't lose it. Good mojo right now.
1: One of, the, one of the teams that, that showed up in, in both of these surveys uh, over the five, past five years, the number two winningest team in the state. Uh, over the past ten years, the number three team in the state is Tougaloo. Is that not a school that you play on a regular basis? Well, not anymore.
2: No? We used to be in the same conference um, before we joined the southern states. So we've only played Tougaloo uh, two or three times in the last ten years. Okay. But uh, you know, their key uh, during this this last ten years, their coach was Lafayette Stribling, who had uh, retired from Mississippi Valley State. with well, just a highly highly respected coach, and he came in and and turned Tougaloo around, and and then got them headed in the right direction, and really good teams every year. And now their head coach is is uh, Thomas Billups, who was you know long time considered top coach in the state at, at Lanier and spent one year at Oak Grove and then took the Tougaloo job. So um, their program has just, uh, you know, in the last, I'd say about the last 13 years since Strib started, uh, really been a good, solid program. And, you know, I've made it back to the national tournament several times themselves.
1: All right, Coach, the guys are down at Ramey Motors in Purvis, and I'm sure both of them have a couple of questions to throw at you.
0: Okay. Coach, we're also watching – this is Luke here. We're also watching the Masters down here. And uh, we were intently listening to everything you said, but I'm sure you're watching Mickelson on the 15th with with me also. Anyway, how – you know, recapping since the season's over with, did you realize how challenging it was, like, in in the moment, um, you know, how difficult it was going to be to guide a team through such a, a weird, you know, off season, preseason, and now that it's regular season, now it's the postseason. Looking back on it, I mean, is it kind of just blow your mind that we pulled basketball off this year?
2: <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh, you know, you, you go through your protocols and your testing every week, and, and uh, you know, that becomes – something that's just you know it's going to happen you know two three times a week you're testing um, sometimes even more and and so that sort of becomes your routine and it's not that big a deal what what really where it really becomes uh, a situation is when you start having kids that, that come up positive and you know I, I don't think people in the beginning really realized uh, how Big of a deal the contact tracing would be as you go back in the last 48 hours before the positive test, who they've been around, how close have they been around, were you wearing a mask? Um, You know, we did a pretty good job, I think, uh, uh, ourselves, uh, and I know a lot of other schools did as well. We we just lost practice time as far as playing five on five. We did more drill work this. We're this uh, year more individual work where we kept players separated. We had them grouped by uh, positions or by who their roommates were uh, in the dorm, that sort of thing. There's a lot of thought that was put into it, hoping that if you had positives that you wouldn't lose too many players due to contact tracing. Uh, we, had, we had one... Uh, 10-week period in, in October where we lost everyone. And then from that point on, we only have one positive test, and it was over the Christmas holidays, so we weren't affected until we had the second positive test, which was myself. <laughs> I had to miss the conference tournament. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's amazing that, that it was pulled off. Uh, at, at every Coach level Steve
3: Knight is Coach Steve Knight is with us on the Eagle Hour. We are uh, Luke Johnson and I are, are live from Ramey's Bob's in uh, the the studios in, in Hattiesburg. Coach we talked about the fact that you were a two sport athlete. Ray Guy was another you know, two sport athlete of, of note at Southern Mess, and there were back in the day, if you will, a lot more two sport athletes. They are they are becoming a rarity. What is it about the college dynamic, do you think, that has changed over that time to, to give us cause that, the, that there are fewer two-sport athletes anymore? Well,
2: obviously, uh, teams are playing more more games uh, than they used to back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Uh, so you're playing more games, you're playing probably more weeks during a school year, which means there's more practices and, you know, some coaches don't don't want kid, uh, kids to play if they're going to miss a lot of practices. So uh, I think that's the main thing, you know. You, back when I played, that was in the mid-70s. You had fall practice, but, you know, I only in four years made it to one fall practice. Um and in my case, I was a pitcher, so I could always get my work in uh, prior to the season indoors, throwing throwing you throwing the coliseum after basketball practice. So it's much harder for a position player than uh, it is for for a pitcher. But you know, it's just the overlap in the seasons and and play more contests and and having more practice time.
3: And I don't know how much time we have left in this segment, Coach Knight, but my final question for you is Is how have athletes, you know, you've endured, you've had a great career at William Carey. Uh, how have athletes changed, not necessarily athletically over the years, but lifestyles and so on, and how have you been able to uh, amend your approach to the modern-day athlete? Yeah, it's tough. I'm still a little old school, they say, but, uh,
2: you know, I, I think they're a little bit more needy than they used to be. Uh, they they, they want to be, uh, rather than you just going out and saying, this is my way or the highway, they need to be told why you're doing something, uh, which is not a, not a bad thing anymore. Um, it, it Probably 25, 30 years ago or longer, I wouldn't even consider it, no uh, telling them uh well, the reasoning for it but i I do that now and I think that's the way to coach these kids you have to coach them a little different than than um, when I when I first started but um, th- they're they're a little bit more needy they need uh, I think a little bit more uh, praise um, told when they're doing good and good things I think that um, the sophistication of technology is really, Cause them to maybe uh, not spend as much time uh, off the court um, in doing the things they need to do, such as classwork. I think that's a big problem, uh, and it probably takes away from them getting on the court sometimes because you, you absolutely have some kids that can't put their phone down.
1: Alright, coach. Hold that thought, coach. We're about to hit uh, a okay. hard break. We're talking to uh, William Carey University basketball coach Steve Knight, member of the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame, two-star athlete at USM. We're going to continue our conversation with our good friend, Coach Knight, right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. Bob Getty broadcasting from the First Bank studio here in Hattiesburg. Uh, Luke and Kelly at Ramey Motors in Purvis. We'll be having uh, Tony Purvis from uh, Ramey Motors on the show here momentarily. Right now that we're talking to a head basketball coach, Steve Knight of William Carey University, former two-star sport at Southern Miss from 1975 to 78 coach, lettering in basketball and baseball. So I'm going to ask you to go back to that four-year time, and I want you to share with our listeners, A, your best single basketball memory, and B, your best baseball memory.
2: I guess my first, uh, my best basketball memory was my first basketball memory in a in a game. This was Coach Turk's first season. And uh, Coach, Her, Coach uh, Turk always... Uh, He let me shoot the ball. That's why I loved him so much. But he put me in a game versus West Texas State. And, you know, back in those days, we didn't have uh, a lot of film to watch and scouting reports and whatever. Uh, But they said they had a pretty good guard, and they uh, two guard, which was the position I played. Guy had a big afro. So when I get out my very first game at Reed Green Coliseum, I'm guarding this, this cat that's got this big fro. He's about one, and he's pretty good now. And, uh, you know, I played against him. And he had a nice game. I was nervous, of course, being a young sophomore, but found out uh, a little bit uh, later on in the year, took a while, that it was Maurice Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so my claim to fame is in my very first game at USM, uh, I was... Matched up against Maury's cheeks, and, and uh, unfortunately, I believe he he got his average or
1: better. <laughs> yeah, well, against a lot of people, Coach, he got his average or better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now go to the baseball diamond. Best memory as a Golden Eagle baseball guy? Well,
2: I would I would say the no hitter, but but my I, I'd say the the best. The best memory was at UNO. They're number four in the country. This is this is also my sophomore year, and I'm pitching, and um, we're up on them. It, it's like three to three to one, two to one, something like that in the, in the bottom of the seventh. And their coach is a guy by the name of Ron Mastry. Who a lot of old timers you know. Coach Mastry's great coach. Then became athletic director. And uh, I'm on the hill, and they get the bases loaded, and there's two outs, and number four team in the country, and I'm still on the hill. Coach Coach Taylor's going to let me win it or lose it, and so I'm sitting there, and I, uh, first pitch is a ball, second pitch is a ball. Ron Maestri's opening the third base coaching box. He's hollering, he's screaming, he's stomping his feet, he's. Yeah, you know, it's like he's a fan. He's holding in the dirt or yeah, whatever, <laughs> trying to distract me. And uh, I end up getting to a full count, and uh guy just ropes one in the left center gap, and our left fielder, um, Wayne Foray from New Orleans, makes a diving catch, and we win the game. Versus wow. number 14 in the country. And so I think that was my... My one uh, the radar as a pitcher, right? Uh, but it was just really unique to be, you know, a top five team at their place, and then go through a full count bases loaded situation and be able to make it and win the game. So, right.
1: Well, I, before I, before stop. I throw you back to the guys, I wanna I want you to talk for just a minute about the no hitter and the pressure that you must have felt when the ninth inning started.
2: Yeah, you know it's always on your mind, and uh, fortunately it was a team, one of the northern schools, so uh, they they weren't really strong. Uh, but the, the the story on that is, um, you know, they had two outs in in the uh, top of the last inning, and then they pinched hit this guy, and he he had to be five eleven, about two fifty, and you know when you got guys like that, you know they can hit, they they. They can't play a position, but they can hit. And he hits a one hopper to our right fielder, who happened to be playing in Dennis Rosello. And he, uh, because the guy couldn't run, he threw a bullet to first base. Oh, <laughs> he gets him out. <laughs> <laughs> so the the no hitter stayed intact, but uh, it was this kind of a low outside slider and he stuck his bat out and and, uh, yeah we were fortunate but it all counted in in the scorebook
1: Now when you say a northern school did you mean literally a school from up north or did you mean one of the you know the two schools up in North.
2: No, 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 no. It wasn't State or Ole Miss. It was. It was. Uh, they were from Illinois. Oh, okay. Coming down early, early in the
1: year, had so, been outside a you, whole lot. So you literally met a northern school. And,
2: yes. Yes, uh, I got you. I think uh, it was Northwood. Uh-huh. Northwood College. I got.
1: You. Um, <laughs> Great memories there. All right, guys, jump back in here with Coach. We got about four minutes in the segment.
0: Coach, it really doesn't matter who it was—a no hitter against. It was a no hitter. That's the most important thing. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, you, can, you can be honest with us, and uh, we won't tell anybody this. What was your favorite sport—basketball or baseball? Uh, my favorite Play. sport was baseball. Baseball. Um, Any specific reason?
2: Uh, you know, I just was all all the way through until I got really in 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 uh, college. Um, I, I was a better baseball player, um, I, I'm sorry, until I got in high school. But, you know, I was on, on the '74 state championship team and really went through a growing spurt and became really good at, at uh, basketball. But uh, I guess I could do more in baseball. I was an outfielder coming up. I was a shortstop, first base. I caught until my junior year in high school, until till I got too tall. And uh, and then I didn't pitch until I got in college, except for summer ball. So wow. I was sort of a late bloomer on the hill. So uh, basketball, you know, I could do one thing. Uh, I could shoot it. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, guess, Any, I guess anything that, else you need to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't like rebounding. I didn't like playing defense. I didn't like running up and down the floor all the time. Yeah, all the things that I'm trying to make my guys do now, I didn't like it too much.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and grow and and as that growth spurt hit, the the nickname Bone was uh, was assigned to you, Bone Knight. Could that be because you were all height and no weight?
2: Yeah, Kelly, that you know, and it's uh, you know when you're you're six two one forty in high school, senior year, and junior year in college, you're six five. 165 that that's probably the correct nickname
3: <laughs> well you you would, have to, you would have to educate me about that because i have no idea what it would like to, to even weigh 150 pounds <laughs>
2: well, what i like are. about it, it's a good short you know good short nickname and if i
0: hear somebody call it i know it's somebody from way back so
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Coach, you mentioned Coach Turk and what's the biggest lesson you got from him that you've implemented into your own coaching for the last 39 years?
2: Uh, i tell you what, uh, playing different styles I think is uh, sort of adapting to to your your philosophies for that particular year to whoever you've got on your team and not just sticking to and being hard-headed and doing it one way. Uh, I think that's the one thing I really carried away and from him and you know through the years I've kind of copied what he did you know that that clamp them on, half court trap or uh, full court press getting up and down the floor just having fun playing the game and and I, I just always learned that if you if you've got shooters let them shoot um, don't say a whole lot to them because that's that's the, that's what they do in my case that's what I did the best uh, he let me do it so I, I like to let my guys do it too so but the deal is you've got to prove you can shoot it in practice before you're allowed to do it in the game.
1: All right, Coach, before we run out of time, I really did – I failed to give these statistics more properly at the start of the show. Last 10 years, William Carey is 212-97 for a 69% winning percentage. Ole Miss second at 58%, Tougaloo third at 56 Delta State fourth at 53 And Mississippi State, uh, 5th at 52. Nobody's close to you, Coach, over the last 10 years.
2: Well, it's been fun. And, you know, we do that. We get this word out because uh, this is something we send to kids when we're recruiting them. And nowadays, with uh, the way these kids will follow you on Twitter and Facebook and all of those things, Instagram, it's a really good way to get information out to, to those kids. And who knows? You don't know who else might see it that uh, is interested in coming to play for us. All right. So.
1: Well, congratulations to you, Coach. Uh, you're a great friend to all of us uh, involved with this show. You're welcome here anytime. And we just don't think these accolades could go to a better person. So, congratulations to you, Coach Knight. I
2: appreciate it. I appreciate it. Luke, I found out my pick was John Rom for this week. So.
1: We'll John Rahm
0: got him. It's yeah. not a bad one. Hey, he's a he's a no. brand-new father, too, so we've got a little more inspiration for him this week. Coach, thanks for spending time with you're us dead. today. All right, Coach. Okay, you're welcome. Coach thanks
1: Steve God. Knight, everybody. Hall of Famer at USM. Hall of Famer at William Carey. Member of the Sport Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. And a great guy. We'll be back. More from Ramey Motors and Purvis next. miss to the
0: top. Eagle Hour live today from Ramy Motors in Purvis, Mississippi. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center on site here. Bob back in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Brandon also with us today, producing down here, Michael Morgan stepped in. and So we got the whole gang uh, down here, happy to be at Ramey's today. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Four Street Bar & Grill. Today was Catfish Friday. It's a great weekend to go by 4th Street Bar & Grill. Uh, the Masters is on, of course, all four Southern Miss games against baseball games against UAB will be on. So go see our good friends over at 4th Street Bar & Grill. Speaking of baseball, Golden Eagles, uh, right when we went off air yesterday, Uh, The announcement came from Jack Duggan that today's game has been moved up to 3 p.m., so uh, expecting some storms to come through late afternoon, early evening, so literally in about an hour and 22 minutes, first pitch, Hunter Stanley taking the mound for the Golden Eagles. Uh, Tomorrow still set the the, the, uh, designated hitter, the doubleheader, set for uh, 2 p.m., and then game four on uh, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Happy to have Dakota Baker from uh, Ramy's joining us, and Kelly, you got a, a little bone to pick
3: with well, Dakota. Well, here you we know, go. Our, we go. Our, our crack research staff here on the Eagle Hour has has unveiled, courtesy of TMZ, actually, <laughs> the uh, the paparazzi TV show that in the recent home run derby oh, at Purvis High School, which Dakota Baker is a member. Just ask him of the Purvis High School Hall of Fame. He's the best player to ever play at Purvis High School. Again, just ask him. But in the alumni game, home run derby was out hit by an eighth grader.
4: Fred, Fred, and is an eighth Jacob, grader, eighth or freshman? No, he's because he's just as big as me. He doesn't it, matter. As if it matters it whether he's not. an eighth
3: grader, or ninth hey, grade? Hey, man,
4: all I can say is hats off to him because we all sucked it up this year, man. We really did.
0: <laughs> it, like, don't, I, I don't, don't think. Don't put collective blame. No, on it was terrible, take personal man. responsibility. I did not hit a
4: single home run game or in anything. Did not. And when
3: has that ever happened? Uh, that my, deco- la- the last time, probably in seventh grade. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> seriously. Uh, we, you've heard the word "padded stats." It was originated. Buy Dakota Baker, the Hey, just
4: look me up on Max Press, man. Look me up on Max Press. I'll do we it. We had just
0: started that. I'm going think about junior year. No, senior year. I'll do it before the end of uh, the show. Hey, we pulled in today, and there's a lot of tractors, and there's a lot of lawnmowers, but... There's not very many side-by-sides, and that just speaks to what y'all been doing, Dakota. Y'all have been selling the fire to side-by-sides.
4: It's been crazy, man. I mean, we would get 30 to 50 in at a time, 700s, 1,000s, and they just blow out, man, anywhere from Connecticut to Florida all the way across to New Mexico. People are still traveling all over the country to get them because you can't get them and uh, running good deals on them. And, man, we've really sold some. But it's been crazy. I think the last 10 we sold literally had cab kits, things that we were just not – accustomed to doing all the time people are just really just spending money right now on big big side sides um tractors have done well as well i mean it looks like we have a bunch but we really don't i think we've down to about 30 tractors again we had about 65 to start the month um and mowers have done well i mean it's that time of year yeah. um they're going to continue to blow out here probably 80 to 100 a month just depending on weather and stuff but honda inventory super low man we they they sell year round no matter what so but yeah everything's been going good finance deals are still great on mowers and tractors zero percent available on all those so it's been going good man we're blessed i I noticed when i pulled up because i I
0: have a i was a 2020 gravely um zthd 52 inch that i got from you last year and i used it the other day um and it was balling but i pulled up here and man, there's on these 20. I guess these are 2021s. There's some some new stuff. Of course, seat looks different, but I was reading about it. some new uh, uh, uh new features also on the 2021 line. Yeah, I mean you have got more ergonomics on these. They want
4: They want it to make it easier on the consumer because a lot of people, you know, they don't want to bring all their stuff in for. Uh, for service and things like that, and Gravely's trying to make it easier for the consumer to do its own service work, which, of course, the dealerships, you know, we always, we want you to bring it in for service and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're making everything easier on the consumers.
3: And I, I am, all this stuff that Luke and Dakota are talking about is all Mandarin Chinese to me. I have no idea what they're talking about, but because people cut your grass, what's his name? <laughs> Ernesto. Yeah, one. he cuts your grass.
0: Ernesto. No, Ernesto. But, but, Dakota was telling <laughs> you what you need for the palatial palace
3: at Canebrake. A, a party a party barge, barge and, man. And you've got those here. I, I have five I, or
4: six of them here, man. Just one has Kelly Center, A.K.A. <laughs>
3: The one and only. Well, but the, the pontoons better be fortified. There's three so, of them. There's
4: three of them. <laughs> 150 horse motor, more suck for you buck, back now, here, do you, baby. Do you have
3: the balance feature there so it'll yes, do what his it as car does
4: yes, when it leans to the just left? just ballast one side or the other. We can throw the Bimini top up so that'll keep you shaded as well. And again,
3: I always knew those as pontoon boats, but you said most. Well, now it's the party bars, man. You can
4: put 12 people on it and get down when it gets down. Cane Break Lake, Beaver Lake, your lake, my lake, wherever
0: you want to go, let's t- do it. Tell us about them, though. What, um, I mean,
4: the, the party barges are great, man. So the ones we got back here are outfitted with a 150-horse Yamaha motors, come with your stereo systems, um Reclining chairs in the back, you know, and the big ones, like guys like me and you, Kelly, the big ones. Um, they're great, man. Um, but, I mean, this, it's the family, the family mobile. We, we've sold out of basically all our bay boats and bass boats except a few. Uh, but the party barges, man, it's just for everybody to get on. One boat kind of does it all. You can bass fish. You can run out to the bay in unit, um, run to the sandbar, go to the lake, whatever you want to do, man. The party barge really does it all.
0: One thing that you guys are always doing here, and uh, you just like to cook up packages. I mean – we, we see some of the trailers with the Gravely Mowers out, but you guys are always running specials. You know, if you buy, buy an SUV, or you'll throw in this, and then you'll, you may throw in something from Steel and throw in all kinds of stuff. So, where's some of those package deals you got going on? So,
4: right now, we kind of worked some up a few days ago, and we were fixing to bring back the 1635 tractor package. Um, last year, we were doing a 1635, a bush hog, a trailer, and a Honda Rancher. We're wanting to implement that back, but we can't get enough inventory on Honda to run that again. Um, but what we're going to do is start throwing mowers in there with them as well because a lot of people want not finish mowers, but a finished mower is so high, you can buy a Gravely that's made just for mowing. So those packages start at $31.99. That's for a 36-horse shuttle shift tractor, a Gravely mower, a bush hog and a trailer. So. Wow!
3: And just to show you that everything is indeed on the internet, including you can Ramey Motors has its uh, website where you can check out inventory. Dakota Baker does indeed have a Max Prep. I'm not that page. old. I think it is. This is. This is from his senior year, okay? Senior year. So if you ever wondered how old he was, you can do the math. He graduated in 2010. But he was supposed to graduate in 2008. Uh, ele- the rest- I, was,
4: I was actually supposed to be <laughs> in 11. I was a youngin'.
3: Okay. I right. was supposed
4: to be held back, but I was smart. 20,
0: 27 games, 27 games. <laughs> that he played in. 480 batting average. Ooh. 36 hits, 30 runs, 35 RBIs, 8 doubles, 10 home runs. Where were those against the 8th grader? <laughs> no moss, I've run out. I, mean, I just—I've run got out.
3: Beat by an eighth. I did. Grader.
4: I did, man. I never. I never in a million years thought that would happen. But That's it pretty, did. Good.
3: Four, four, what, uh, pretty good. I'll tell you what. Jacob Parker, the eighth grader he's talking about, is a terrific baseball Jake, player. At Jacob High is
4: going. He's going to be one that you want to go watch. He really, he's something special, man. His little brother is very very good too, but Jacob's raw. Jojo, and I like that. Jojo, Jo-Jo yes. the younger brother. Yeah. But he kind of remind right, reminded me of Robert a little bit in a way he just he just raw. Man. Marzoni. Yes. Yeah, because Robert was a very, very, very good player. Big,
3: of- thick, strong. I mean, dude, he's as big
4: as I am, and he's in—he is eighth grade. Yeah, I can't keep up with them. They live right behind here, man. And I've sold him forward and stuff. But man, he's—he's he's something special, man. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm excited to watch him play.
0: I'm looking through the showroom here at Ramy Motors. We do have some SUVs. Those are some Hondas that you do have in stock. What do you have in stock on the SUV side? I'm looking at them right now. Maybe that's what is that? The green. Are oh, you talking about the ATVs over there? ATVs, yeah. yeah. What did I say? SUV, ATVs. ATVs. yeah. yeah that's ATV. all good,
4: man. Uh, so we do have a couple of Foot Shift Rancher, uh, and we do have uh, some Foot Shift Foreman's in stock. Try to throw a little uh, front and rear rack on those with some little not. Just some moderately aggressive mud tires, just kind of like your your old man riding fence rows, checking cattle, hunting machines, stuff like that. Bringing people from across
0: the border. And there you go, man. Whatever we need to do. Hush. <laughs> hey, wherever. One. Yeah, Gal walked in here a minute ago, and he was getting some accessories done on his uh, his side-by-side. I know you guys are always, you, you have that ability. If somebody buys something, and then they want to add something later on to help out, light bars, stuff like that, you've all got that. Absolutely.
4: we got everything here to pimp out your ride, man, Uh, for sure. Uh, mainly right now, everybody's it, it's still the, the supply and demand, but luckily the other day we did have two 18-wheelers come in, so side of us. And I'm
3: so glad you said that, because our own Bob Getty, who's back at the studio, has been talking about pimping out his ride.
0: He needs to bring it up. We'll put some dubs on it.
3: <laughs> hey. We, didn't, we forgot
0: to mention this, and we'll hit it in four fourth segment, too. We have, we're honored today, our special guest, the Danny Lynch Parrot Head jersey. Um, I'm surprised something hasn't flown across or yelled or thrown a helmet or something. You know, Somebody um, inside Southern Miss said, when you own this, you can throw bats at anybody you want to. So, <laughs> God, I don't know if you saw this a couple weeks ago, but Danny Lynch with the greatest home, home run. Did, did you ever, Danny Lynch on the base pass, like throw your bat in 36 seconds from first base? Home I, on the track. I did
4: that twice in high school. I got hit both times to pitch prior, <laughs> and and they called me back because they said I leaned into it, and the next two I hit, and I, I did pimp You hit jacks? Yes, sir. Wow. I, I pimped them, and I didn't get in trouble. But when I went to college, the first home run I hit, I pimped, and I got benched. So yeah, that was last. Like, and I think that's, that's the, the first happens.
3: time in the history yeah. of broadcasting here on Super Talk that the word pimp has been used. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times, yes. It is.
0: It, it's a 21st century center. It has a new mini. Hey, we're live okay. at Ramy Motors. Uh, we're going to step away and come back. Preview a little Southern Miss UAB. Get some picks in. And uh, if it's uh, if it's your Friday afternoon, Saturday, you, you need to come down here to Ramy Motors. They have everything um, that you could possibly want. They'll even give you a man card if you don't have one. But man cards accepted. We'll continue with our good friends and uh, maybe Kelly won't get any.
3: Trouble Soon the to be bike. TV star Dakota Baker. Dakota Dakota Baker. Baker? Yeah. Are you better than Peter?
2: This.
1: to the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
0: Back live at Ramey Motors on Highway 589 in Purvis. If you're going down Interstate 59, it's exit 51. Get off there, go west about a couple miles, and you'll run right into Ramey Motors, 120 Highway 589, Purvis, Mississippi. That's where we are today. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour, appreciate Dakota Baker from sitting down with us. Uh, fourth segment brought to you by Bat and D1 Training. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great place to get instruction for your kids, uh, your kids' teammates, and get into some great fitness training over at D1 Training. D Bat D1, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty back in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Kelly, Luke, and Brandon down at Ramey Motors. Uh, again, baseball uh, has been moved up. So in about an hour and seven minutes, three p.m. first pitch against uh, against UAB. A couple news and notes before we talk about the UAB series. Track and field, as we talked to John Stewart earlier in the week, over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for the Crimson Tide invite taking place today and tomorrow. Men's tennis uh, will host South Alabama in their next-to-last match of the season. Been really good for uh, the men so far. Seven and one overall. One and zero oh in the conference. Beach volleyball. Down at the Georgia State Digging Duels. Lost to Georgia State earlier today. We'll take on South Carolina twice and then Georgia State again uh, tomorrow. And then softball hosting. So if you want to watch some softball this weekend, they got a doubleheader tomorrow and a doubleheader Sunday against UTSA 11. It starts uh, tomorrow, and then Sunday game, uh, the first game of the doubleheader starts at 12. Around the conference, uh, Conference USA, um, this weekend, Marshall is at Western Kentucky, Old Dominion at Florida Atlantic, that'll be a good one, Middle Tennessee at UTSA, Charlotte at FIU, Louisiana Tech at Rice, we're all Rice Owl fans um, this weekend, and of course, UAB at Southern Miss. So uh, today, Hunter Stanley uh, on the mound, four and one, two hundred six ERA. He'll be going against Austin Bohannon. He's a lefty, guys. Zero and two, two eighty four. When you look at UAB, they are batting two fifty three as a team, but the, the ERA uh, a little higher, five point oh four. That's probably one of the highest ERAs Golden Eagles have faced so far. Um, Bob, first when you when you look at the weekend, you got to feel like the starting pitching goes towards the Eagles, although Bohannon today, uh, two eight four ERA. Um, what what do you think Golden Eagles need to do today um, in, in order to uh, to get a win and, and start one and zero in this series?
1: Well, I think anytime you have uh, the Starting pitching that that we have, <clears throat> if you can put some runs up on the board, you know, in the first three or four innings of the game, uh, give your pitcher a little uh, breathing room, uh, let him do his thing, and I, I think it's. You know, you just think you, you tend to think if any game the Eagles can score four or five runs, they have a really good chance of winning the game. I say that with a little trepidation, though, Luke, because UAB it just. It just sort of seems like UAB is always a heartbreaker and always does something that you've not expected. So that concerns me a little bit, and I'm a little disappointed in the weather, of course, because there's nothing like a Friday night at Pete Taylor Park. I hate that we're not gonna we're not gonna get that. But to answer your question, uh, you know, I think you got to score three or four runs a game. Uh, if you if you score that, I, I think with our pitching staff this weekend, you stand a good chance of winning each game.
0: Kelly, are baseball players so flexible? You know, you look at your use. Hunter Stanley, especially, used into a seven, you get moved up to a three. It looks like. I mean, we're looking at you and me are looking at the schedule right here. Four o'clock thunderstorm, seventy five percent, five nine ninety five, six and seven a hundred percent. You look at tomorrow; it's going to be raining throughout the day. It
3: looks like the rain will move out after. But I mean, does that mess with the baseball player's psyche at all? Not not with the position players. Much more so with the with the pitchers. They're much more into tradition pregame routine. I mean, they listen to the same music. They start the music at exactly the same time. They're a very superstitious bunch. The pitchers I'm talking about. But to Bob's point about jumping on the Blazers early. When you look at Bohannon's ERA in the twos, and he's, what, 0 and 4 or whatever? Oh and record, two, yeah. 0 and 2 but he's got, a, it got an ERA in the high twos, which is very respectable. So you get the Eagles to score some runs early. If UAB has to go to the pen early in any one of these games, that's a good sign for Southern Miss because the bullpen ERA for UAB is not near as good as the starters. If you can get into that UAB bullpen the earlier, the better, the results are going to wind up being better. Big big series for Southern Miss. So when you look at the standings
0: overall, Louisiana Tech out in front, of the Golden Eagles, um, really by uh, it's like two and a half games because Eagles lost one uh, to 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 UTSa couldn't play it. So in the West right now, La Tech six and two, Southern Miss four and three, Middle Tennessee four three and one, UTSa three and four, UAB three and five. So Golden Eagles, uh, if they could
3: win three or four this weekend, and Tech can maybe drop one, they could they could gain. So I've got my eyes on that Charlotte FIU series on the other side because I, I you know is Charlotte for real? That that's my question. I mean a lot of People seem to think they are. I'm not convinced. Um, and and the other thing the Eagles have to be very careful of this weekend is not to look at who they're playing next weekend. Right, right? They, right. they go to La Tech next weekend. So take care of business this weekend. And oh, by the way, the Jaguars come to town on Tuesday, and the Eagles have a little bit of <laughs> yeah. unfinished, unfinished business with the USA. Start
0: of a five-game home series. Bob, what you what you think this weekend? Uh,
1: How many like, games Eagles win? I like the Eagles to win three out of four. It's so
3: hard to pick a sweep, even even though UAB is is not what they should be, so I I agree with Bob.
0: Give me a
1: broom.
3: Give me a broom.
0: Really? Okay. And Tech's going to drop one to Rice on the road.
1: There we
3: go. We'd love to see that happen. We'd love to see it happen.
1: want to thank our friends down at Ramey Motors for having us down. It's always fun. We greatly appreciate their business and their support of the Eagle Hour. We'll look forward to being down there next month. Also, Scott Berry on the show Monday, as always. He'll be here to review... What happens over the next few days with the Blazers in town and uh, great another weekend of baseball, Pete Taylor Park. Until Monday, everybody, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top.